नमस्कार दिस इज अखिलेश भार्गव वेलकम टू टेपिस ऑन बिजनेस एंड फाइनेंस विद मी इट इज बजट टाइम एंड लेट इज देयर फोर टॉक अबाउट द स्टेट ऑफ द इंडियन इकोनॉमी टू ड्रॉ आउट व्हाट शुड बी आवर बजट एक्सपेक्टेशंस द एनएसओ व्हिच इज इंडियाज नेशनल स्टैटिस्टिक्स ऑफिस इन द रन अप टू द 2023 यूनियन बजट रिसेंटली रिलीज्ड इट्स एडवांस एस्टीमेट्स फॉर द फाइनेंशियल ईयर 2023 फॉर द इंडियन इकोनॉमी व्हिच इज फॉर द करंट ongoing financial year these estimates are meant to be used to calculate the key macroeconomic indicators for the forthcoming budget they are truly meant to be realistic projections for anchoring the budget which is now round the corner this first set of official advance estimates is based on extrapolation of actual data recorded till november 2022 and is bound to be later revised as the actual data for the current financial year emerges further the next set of advance estimates based on actual data till december 2022 is likely to be released in mid february and is thus expected to be far more accurate than the present one which has been released now and which is a matter of our discussion in fact the past few years show that such advance estimates have been subsequently revised downwards in 3 out of 4 years with an average downward revision of 80 basis points which is quite sharp actually the present advance estimates that have been released by the nso are thus expected to have a short shelf life and they are bound to be revised later as further data emerges on an actual basis these estimates however serve as a useful marker for the government's fiscal stance and they can be relied upon as long as they are realistic and they do not present an unreal rosy picture of the indian economy which most government data very often tends to do so what do the advance estimates which have been recently released by the nso say about the state of the indian economy here are the highlights of the recently released nso estimates about the current year's performance of the indian economy and the state of the indian economy as also the state of the government finances which will be the main piece of the budget to be presented the first highlight fueled by inflation and not by real growth the gdp numbers have gone up the gdp recorded a nominal growth rate of 15.4% as against the budget estimate of 11.1% as a result of this india's gdp during the current financial year is expected to swell to rupees 273 lakh crores as against the budget estimate of rupees 258 lakh crores all because of inflation the second highlight in real terms the gdp growth rate however is expected to be 7% as against the budget projection of 9.2% clearly showing a slowing economy further as a result of the increase in the gdp numbers the fiscal deficit at the budget target rate of 6.44% will increase by rupees 97000 crores to rupees 17.58 lakh crores during this financial year the next consumer spending which grew by 15.6% in the first half of the current financial year is expected to shrink and contract by 0.2% in the second half of this year gross 
capital expenditure spending is expected to touch almost rupees 80 lakh crores this year as against rupees 67.6 lakh crores last year registering a growth of about 18%. In this, the capex by the government is expected to grow by 11.5% this year. Further, the growth rates in different sectors this year are expected to vary radically from sector to sector such that while the manufacturing sector will grow by about a mere 1.6%, the services sector will however grow by 9%. Agriculture will grow by 3.5%, exports by 12.4% and imports are expected to jump by about 21%, resulting in a record current account deficit of 4% of the GDP this year. The state of the Indian economy, which would be factored in by the forthcoming budget based on these advanced estimates of the NSO are certainly worth a discussion. And let's have a discussion about what would it be. The first one, performance of the economy. The Indian economy has performed relatively well as compared to the advanced economies like those of the US and the EU, as well as compared with that of the likes of China. The economic recovery has been significantly driven by consumption expenditure due to the pent-up demand, which is now over and is evident from the roaring growth of 15.6% during the first of the current financial year and then the expected contraction of 0.2% in the second half of the current year. In other words, the pent-up demand, the festival demand has certainly petered out. The economy is thus slowing down since the post-pandemic recovery was anyway not across the board. Not every sector recovered in a uniform manner with a uniform pace. The recovery has been short-lived and was anyway weak, particularly for the MSME sector and thus unemployment remains high. No durable jobs have been created by the ongoing recovery. The nominal economy grew by 15.4% this year as against the budget estimate of 11.1% because of the elevated prices. And as inflation and the pent-up demand recedes, so will the growth in the nominal GDP. Talking about growth rates, the estimated growth rate of 7% in real terms for the financial year 2023 is lower than the 8.7% growth rate recorded in the previous year financial year 2022. And that for the next year, which is financial year 2024, will further slip to between 5-6% to depending on the intensity of the global slowdown. The deceleration of growth in the second half of the current financial year is also due to the loss of a base effect benefit and because of the emerging global slowdown. Talking about consumer demand, with the current consumer demand heavily skewed in favor of goods and services consumed by households in the upper income bracket, it is evident that a broad-based recovery in the Indian economy across all sections of society is still far away. The GDP growth rate in the financial year 2024 in real terms is at best estimated at 6% with a downward bias as the domestic pent-up demand fades and the global slowdown hits India also. India thus needs to boost its domestic consumption demand to ensure a steady and sustained economic growth. Further, 
the current year's growth has been led by the services sector, which grew at 9%, by the agriculture sector, which grew by 3.5%, and by a dismal performance by the manufacturing sector, which grew by just upon 1.6%, showing the disparities in growth and recovery in each sector. Talking about government finances, the fiscal deficit, the current account deficit, and inflation remain high. Moreover, growth needs to be powered by private investment and private consumption, both of which remain uncertain and unpredictable. Due to the higher than expected nominal GDP and higher tax collections, the government will be able to achieve its fiscal deficit target of 6.44%, despite its additional spending of Rs 3.26 lakh crores on food and fertilizer subsidy, on payments to oil marketing companies, and on the higher spend for rural jobs. Talking further about what it looks like about the economy, the huge jump in nominal GDP this year gives room to the government for fiscal consolidation. But going forward, as inflation dips, so will the nominal GDP and so will the spurt in tax collections dip. This opportunity for fiscal consolidation will not last too long. Coming back to consumer spending, the overall consumer spending has been hit by rising inflation, which if tamed, will get back the consumer to the markets, particularly if supported by a growth in jobs and by a strengthening of the household finances, which have depleted in a quite a marked fashion between last year and this year. The improved spending in the first half of this financial year was due to pent-up demand, which has withered away. Rural demand may recover if there is a good rubby crop, but for a broad-based recovery, the urban demand also needs to bounce back. That would mean an across-the-board recovery of the Indian economy. A revival in consumption, powered by spurt in exports and investments, alone would be durable, and it would be across-the-board too, which we think is extremely important. The investment growth rate of 11.5% in financial year 23 is largely due to the increase in the government capex, which certainly cannot last forever. The fact is that the private sector is hesitant to invest amidst economic uncertainties. That explains why, though there has been a 36% jump in new project announcements this year, yet the actual pickup of new investments is low due to the global uncertainties because of tighter financial conditions and because of a stagnant capacity utilization which we are witnessing in the manufacturing sector. Therefore, most of the capex and investment this year was that by the government, such as the 16.3% increase in spending on roads and highways, and this is expected to continue. Exports are likely to slow down further and will improve only in tandem with global growth taking place, which at the moment seems to be receding. This, we think, is going to be the economic situation which would hit the budget preparation. When we talk about the economy, the fact is that it is demand that generates supply, which in turn triggers economic activity and growth. That one figure which shows the real state of the Indian economy today is consumer spending, which is projected to shrink by 0.2% in 
in the second half of the current financial year. It shows uncertainty. It shows lack of confidence. And it shows diminishing spending power of the consumer who remains cautious, which adds up to a weaker economic growth. And that to us is what is the state of the Indian economy today, which is one of cautious optimism. In order to revive private investment and in order to generate more taxes for the government, we certainly need to revive consumer spending. And that's what we think the forthcoming budget should really focus on. We need to ensure that the consumer comes back to the markets. If consumer comes back, demand comes back, supply improves, investment improves, the private sector is encouraged to investment. And once the private sector is encouraged to getting into investment, you can expect a durable growth setting in. We think that despite the global slowdown, despite the expected slowdown in the Indian economy too, the solution lies in triggering demand and investment from the private sector. This is Akhilesh Bhargav signing off till we meet again. Namaskar. Now be the first to know about the latest updates on our new news app. Go on your Android or iOS, search for HW News Network. Download our app, choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news.